Part four of A Christmas Miscellany twenty twenty by Various. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part four An Arctic Christmas in Deep Sea Hunters in the Frozen Seas nineteen twenty three by Alpheus Hyatt Verrill so rapidly had the time passed that the boys could scarcely believe that half the winter was over as tom on the morning after their musk ox hunt started to write down the events of the preceding day in his diary he uttered a surprised ejaculation gosh jim it's only two weeks till christmas no exclaimed jim gee i didn't realize it we'll have to have a celebration i wonder what they do up here of course we celebrate the captain assured them when they spoke to him about the holidays reckon we'd better be getting ready pretty quick so for the next ten days every one aboard the narwhal was busy there was the same delightful mystery in the air as at home preparations for the christmas festivities proceeded rapidly and the boys were amazed to discover what resources the men and schooner possessed mike and the carpenter worked early and late at building a miniature whaling ship to serve in place of a christmas tree the grinning black cook labored from morning till night or rather from breakfast until bedtime baking cakes and pies making mysterious dishes and boiling great kettles of molasses for candy and from dinner until nearly midnight the boys and men had glorious fun pulling the molasses candy roasting quarts and pecks of peanuts and popping hundreds of ears of corn half shyly the rough whalemen brought out clumsily wrapped packages and placed them on the pile of gifts on the chart table even the eskimos seemed to catch the spirit of christmas and grinned and clucked and chuckled as they saw the preparations going on for they had seen christmas celebrations before and knew what a fine time was in store two days before the great day the completed model of the ship was set up in the deck-house and all hands busied themselves stringing the popcorn in its rigging hanging the presents to the yards and masts piling candy wrapped in bright-colored paper on the decks and attaching colored candles along the bulwarks up the shrouds and along the yards say cried jim as the boys surveyed the completed substitute for a tree with approval every one'll have to hang up his stocking look at that heap of presents at first the men demurred trying to laugh off their embarrassment but the boys insisted the captain seconded them mr kemp added his pleas and old pem chuckled speck i'm old fool he exclaimed but i reckon we can all ford to be kids come christmas i'm a-goin fer to hang my stocking stumping to his cabin the old whaleman returned carrying a huge rabbit-skin underboot only stocking i got he declared as all burst out laughing well begorra tis lucky for old Santa that yez have but one leg then cried mike faith and would two of them there'd not be a present for the rest of us now that captain pym had started the fun the men quickly caught the spirit shouts of merriment roars of laughter and good-natured chaffing floated over the frozen wastes from the schooner as the whalemen brought out socks fur boots and heavy woolen stockings and hung them in a long row along one side of the deck-house while the captain and the boys hurried back and forth filling them with bundles and packages 
christmas day dawned clear and cold not a breath of wind stirred the frost-filled air the thermometer registered forty-five degrees below zero and the boys noted that the sun rose above the frozen plain of the bay at nine thirty jumping from their bunk the two boys ran hither and thither wishing a merry christmas to everyone presently the men came trooping in and seated themselves at the long table loaded with the christmas breakfast the meal over the eskimos began to arrive for all had been invited to spend the day aboard the schooner soon the deck-house was packed with the grinning men and laughing girls and women all decked out in their richest furs and most elaborate costumes every one carrying some bundle of fur or skin then peanuts and popcorn were passed around which the eskimos munched and enjoyed hugely presently the captain jumped upon a chair and announced that there would be a dance swanson appeared with a much battered concertina the carpenter brought out a wheezy fiddle the ebony-skinned cook arrived with a banjo and to complete the orchestra nate produced a mouth-organ whatever the tune was if tune it could be called the boys never knew but the men cared not a jot and seemed perfectly satisfied presently the deck was covered with couples each dancing a different step all laughing and all as happy as a crowd of youngsters tom and jim roared with merriment as old cap'n ben seized a stout eskimo woman and started to waltz with her mike took the centre of the deck and executed a weird hornpipe which brought down a thunderous applause and mr kemp with blackened face and with a strip of gaudy calico wrapped around his long legs and a gay bandana on his head pranced up and down in a cakewalk then the eskimos had their turn the skin drums throbbed and boomed a man with a curious tambourine-like instrument like a thin drum filled with pebbles added to the din and the natives pranced around and around chanting a weird song stepping high twisting and turning and moving in intricate figures then came games followed by boxing matches and the fun waxed fast and furious finally there was a tug-of-war eskimos against whalemen and when with wild shouts and yells the eskimos had pulled their rivals an inch over the chalk line and were declared the victors captain edwards announced that the presents would be given out as he ceased speaking there was a shout from the companionway and every one turned and gaped in astonishment for there pushing his way through the narrow entrance was santa claus even the boys were surprised for santa had been kept a profound secret clad in a suit of brown wolfskin with ermine trimming and with big sealskin boots on his feet the fat little fellow beamed upon all through his voluminous white whiskers of bearskin and entering the deck-house tossed down his heavily loaded pack and brushed the snow from his sleeves and shoulders at first no one recognized him but at his first words a roar of merriment burst from everyone's lips had a everlastin' tough time a-gettin' to you clean up here he cried striving ludicrously to disguise his voice but i reckon i brung presents for all by the saints tis the first doin or ever see a one-legged santa chuckled mike but i sure tis a foine one he be after makin at that rapidly the presents were distributed 
there were comfort bags for each member of the crew every bag containing buttons thread wax combs salve thimbles pins and a small mirror every eskimo woman received a bundle of bright covered cloth and a little package of beads the girls were given bead necklaces and gold-plated rings each native boy got a shiny new jackknife and every eskimo man received a file and a plug of tobacco then the presents piled around the ship were distributed and finally the men sheepishly and flushing like children received their well-filled stockings and giggled and snickered like schoolgirls as they unwrapped the packages the eskimo had done their part also the men and boys were fairly loaded down with moccasins fur boots carved ivory curios selected skins and similar things while the natives were mad with delight over the powder and lead the matches the hatchets and knives and the brass and iron they received then came dinner and such a dinner there was a roast haunch of reindeer bear chops musk ox steaks roast ptarmigan and potted hare even the cranberry sauce was there with mince and pumpkin pies and to cap the climax a great steaming plum pudding which the grinning cook brought triumphantly in with its brandy sauce ablaze and the eskimos at their table also had a feast the dainties so appreciated by the white men held no attractions for the natives and so their feast consisted of canned fruits thick tinned milk and to their minds best of all vast quantities of lard and oleomargarine not until midnight did the celebration end when the last eskimo had departed and eight bells pealed through the night all vowed that this christmas in the arctic was the jolliest one they had ever known end of part four